It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. Um, nice little bounce back, fellas. So Wednesday, Duke kind of avoids the hangover effect a little bit. Carolina not so fortunate in that regard. Uh, able to take down the Irish, 71-53 at home. Uh, bit of a weird game, fellas, right? Like, and just when, when you zoom out a little bit, the leading scores at 13. A um, bunch of other guys chipping in along the way. Uh, not what we would have thought maybe we would have seen. Um, tough game for a few guys. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, I'm just going to jump right in to we start the game off. Well, Notre Dame starts the game off kind of well, right? I think they went up like five to three or whatever. But then we immediately respond, and it looked like we were about to get one of those like vintage Duke and Cameron like moments where we just kind of 40 minutes of hell, right? Blow the doors off of this team, put up a 30 piece or something. Um, it didn't quite happen, but, but let's not spoil it too much. Let's at least enjoy that. So I think the first 10 minutes of the game, it's what, 20, 20 to five. five after Foster hits the three. Um, Shu, I'll go to you there. Did you like what you see at that point? Or did you think this was going to kind of just run away? Like, walk me through what you were thinking those first 10. Well, I mean, let me rant for one second about the, uh, the TV schedule. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, I missed the first, what? eight minutes of the game because we're watching Syracuse and Louisville, like figure out who doesn't want to win that game. Um, so the best part basically, right? Of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, all right. Ran over. Uh, yeah. I mean, I thought, look, we talked about it. Notre Dame's young, um, first year coach. They gave us a game up in South Bend, but you know, back in Cameron coming off the loss, I thought, uh, you know, I wanted to see us kind of, get out to a lead and run away with it. Uh looked like we were going to do that, but then, you know, obviously the last 10 minutes were a different tale. We got outscored like, what, 18 to 13, not even 13 in the last. I think, yeah, I think we got yeah. outscored by six. Yeah. Yeah, or those, those last 10, those last 10 there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, that was frustrating. And I think we can talk about that a little bit, just this idea of like closing halves. Um, John was asked about it and was like, we're trying to work on it, right? We're implementing stuff. We're talking about it. We're, we're addressing it. It's just not translating. Um, I don't know, man. Those those first 10 minutes, though, were about as good as we played probably recently from both ends, right? Like, we can right. talk about offensively, but just the defense was just, like, on point um, oh, yeah. all the way across the board. I mean, I, I think we have to. Um, we've kind of talked about it up and down a little bit. He's really been like the backup QB syndrome this year for most fans. Um, that Sean Stewart moment was pretty yeah. eclectic, right? It, I saw the Harry Giles clip. Yeah, that was comparing I, I was going to bring the, that up. Yeah, I yeah. didn't even see that on Twitter, but that was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I put it on Twitter as soon as I seen it. I was like, oh, yeah, right. that 27, that was the ACC tournament, right? Yeah, when he did he that, the yeah, he gets the block. Grayson yeah. throws into a little lob. Um, it, it's kind of similar because it's a player who has such like athleticism and you have such high hopes for, but hadn't really been able to assert himself. Yeah, obviously yeah, that, happened at a different time in the year. Yeah, this one too, though. I mean, this particular play, like he blocked it. I think it was Proctor like saves it like four of the guys touched it you know he yeah. blocks it Proctor saves it um gets it to was it or flip Lip? flip tips it up right and Proctor saves it to Foster who then because Foster throws the lob Foster threw the lob I knew Foster threw the so lob he's streaking yeah. down but yeah yeah three or four guys yeah, yeah it yeah. doesn't really matter the point is a bunch of people touched it yeah also I thought what was cool was that it was actually kind of a contested lob 
yeah. like versus the uh, the Giles lob was just wide open. Yeah, but the, if you the contest was uh, Burton, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, I know so it's a small like, guy, but, but, the, but the pass was well enough to where it like, looked. Yeah, 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 yeah. it looked. Um, I think the best part of it though is when I go back and watch it, and it kind of cracks me up of how just like. Uh, just the way Sean's running, right? Like yeah, he's yeah. not even looking. Like he just kind of gets in his head down and just starts like hauling <laughs> out on the court. Um, yeah, he was, was, he was super great. pumped up. I I felt happy for him for that. Oh yeah, because it must be frustrating to like you know you're a top what fifteen recruit, yeah, and you're not able to quite figure it out. You know, um, yeah. so it felt like a little bit of a cathartic moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, before let's let's talk about the bench too. But before we do that, like. Did y'all see anything in particular, and maybe this is related to the bench a little bit, of like why we couldn't capitalize on the momentum? And I think some of it is just you go on a 20 to 5 run and it's you're not just going to hold a team to like seven points. And we're not going to hold a team to seven points. And we don't really play that way. We're kind of trying to push the pace on them a little bit, got a little sloppy there. Um, do y'all attribute it to anything like that we were doing that just lost the run, lost the momentum, or do you think it really was more about like we played like nine or ten guys in that first half? Like you, you taking anything from that? I don't know. Ro, I'll go to you first on that one. Yeah, I mean, I I do think a lot of that stagnation happened as we brought in other guys who aren't that used to playing together. Like we brought in Blakes and Stewart together pretty early. Um, and they had some nice defensive possessions, but we couldn't really capitalize on it offensively. Uh, and there, there was a lineup out there at one point that was like Proctor, Foster, Blakes, Stewart, and Mitchell. And it's like, how is that lineup going to score, really? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like, it's just, you got two non-shooters. You've got guys who just never play together. It's just, it just you could just tell that like there was not any offensive chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. Continuity was just not there with that. Group. Yeah. Right. I mean, cause Blake's kind of has been MIA for a little bit. I don't know if that's been some like injury thing that's happened or like what's, what's going on with him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of those guys haven't played big minutes. I mean, TJ's in there for a little bit in the first half, right? Like yep. it's been a little bit since we saw him. Um, Shoot, you like that strategy? What do you take that as anything like intentional? Sending a message to some guys or like just bouncing back from Carolina? Do you think we're going to see this going forward? Just a one off? What are you making from that? No, I thought it was intentional in the fact that like you got to play every play, every possession as hard as you can. You know, you can't I think John talked about pacing. He thought the mm -hmm. guys paced in the in the Carolina game. Um, you know, so I think it was a message like and I think he said it before, like, I'm going to play guys that defend and rebound. So, you know, Blake's, for all of his, you know, his, what he can't do offensively. I mean, the guy gets you extra possessions. He plays his ass off. You yeah, see him yeah. flying in to get rebounds or to keep, you know, balls alive. We had 16 offense rebounds this game. I mean, that was pretty good. Now, whether or not that's a product of playing Notre Dame and, you know, how young they are or whatnot, but... um they're also very small. Like that yeah. was super apparent to me um, in this game, just like their perimeter, especially is just like three tiny guys. Um, so I think that helped us. But I, even when we were stagnating, I really liked the effort. There were just some great plays. Like young had a lot of like really tough offensive rebounds. I thought Mitchell had two that were like pretty impressive. Um, I think they were both in the first half. There's the one where he just like flies in along the baseline there and that small Notre Dame guard just goes flying out of bounds, and then he gets the putback. Uh, and then yeah. there was another one where he created a shot for somebody else by getting an offensive rebound that it didn't look like he gets. So, yeah, I just felt like I wondered how much of the intensity was a response to John's press conference, and I'm sure whatever he said to them privately after the UNC game, because he made a point of uh, pointing out that we weren't going after loose balls and stuff. And I felt like that was a really concerted effort to do that yep. last night. Yeah, especially the play where um, Blake's, and I guess it was Burton are right there on the baseline, and like they're both going after the loose ball, and Blake's just like, I'm not giving up for this, right? Like, And he knocks it off of him, we get the ball. Um, yep. I hadn't seen that in a while, right? And I think that encapsulates really what Blake's can do. Um and can guard one through four a lot of times, especially if they're playing smaller. So, yeah, shouts to Blake's and especially him and Ryan. I mean, Ryan plays, what, 11 or 12 first half minutes with flipping foul trouble. Mm -hmm. um, really opened things up. He wasn't getting killed. Now, there's some times where he's going to get shot over, too, like in the post. Just, but I think you live with that, especially when he's, like, rebounding and screening. Um, 
gotta clean up and he's gotten called like how many times did he get called he for a moving two, screen twice at least twice yeah and so that's a turnover on him right yep. does that count as a turnover on him i think it does yeah. um which are it his should. two turnovers yeah those are his two turnovers then i guess right. so you know you take that away and you know i guess but some of that's on the guards too you know you can't, sometimes you gotta, the guards are wedding yeah yeah tyrese is a little bit like wanting to um you can do that with flip because flip's slipping those yeah. really and kind of get into short roll. Ryan's actually trying to body a little bit more. Um, so maybe that's the function of some guys helping him I, I out. I thought he had some bit. really good rim protection though. Ryan yeah, did. I, th I thought it was fine. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, we frustrated that big dude a little bit. And Notre Dame is a fairly unathletic team. So I think that plays into it. But even so. Yeah, but they weren't trying to abuse him and just like, like I was expecting them to just be like, all right, Shrewsbury and Burton are just going to kind of like try to get him isolated and just go to work. And um, we weren't really getting beat that way by it. So, no. um, yeah, I, I think you can say that it was a little bit of an ugly game. Um, however, that's what Notre Dame wants to do, right? Like mm -hmm. I was going back and forth. Well, not going back and forth. I was talking to Becker a little bit and it's like, do they want to play in like the fifties, right? Like that's what yeah. they want. Um, they're going to muck it up. They don't really get blown out because of the style that they play. I mean, um, their coach is a disciple of Stevens, right? Like, that's kind of like what they're going for there. Um, I don't know if you take too much away from that. but And credit um, to them for not, you know, when it got to be 20 to 5, you know. They, they didn't they, fold. They, yeah, they no. didn't fold. Yeah, yeah it came down fold. and hit two threes in a row after it was 22 to 7. So, you know, that that cut into it pretty quick. What about the uh, the final play of the half though. yeah we got to mention that right because caleb had i thought like a really really good first half yeah. um mm -hmm. except yeah. for the final what 40 seconds or so <laughs> where he, he steps on the baseline it's like nah, okay um you don't want that especially when jared drank three or whoever it was that he kicked it out to nails the three um the foul you can't do it yeah. Right. You, you can't even contest really when a dude streaking, taking a 35 foot transition pull up. Um, that was kind of a soft foul, though. Sure. I mean, you know, it's not like he undercut him or anything. The contact at the arm was minimal, but the ref's right there. Right. He's literally well, I think right he got there into looking his, at it. I think he got into his, he got into his, his space. space. Yeah. yeah. So he, he got into land, his space. Right. You know, yeah. Um, Freshman mistake, right? The kid's sure. a freshman. It's like, yeah. Um, everything else, then I think I put on Twitter. I mean, he has the highest offensive rating on the team last yep. night. So I, I can't bash too much from that. Um, I thought he was really like pushing the ball well. We were really trying to push that first half. We were getting up and down. I love seeing that a little bit um, for all the free throw woes that we had last night. And Caleb's not known to be our best or even probably one of our top four best. Like he's four for four. Yeah. from the line um had some good stuff the three looked good when he had that one off the offensive rebound had some stuff in the lane that looked okay i thought his defense was okay last night um two assists to one turnover so that one stepping on the baseline was the only turnover that he had in 25 minutes um pretty good game yeah right pretty good game we we need that version of caleb like we haven't really gotten consistently that part of that i think might be his role um but what was nice to see you brought it up shoe go ahead what, what do you got to say about it? you didn't didn't like that first half the end <laughs> oh yeah sorry i mean um yeah i just thought you know after caleb's hit the three on us has anybody else hit a three at the end of the half i know Mc, let's see roach hit one against louisville i don't know if anybody else did it to us but i don't know i didn't know if that was going to us like just don't give up this at the at the half but he got a little too close. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious. I don't know. Were were we in? How many fouls did we have in the first half? Anyone know? I don't think it was a lot. It I don't think like... it was a lot either. Um, maybe it was more that I'm that I'm thinking. I'm usually a fan of like, why not just foul just right foul, there if yeah. you can? You know, like not the way he fouls, but like on the catch, just you know, if you got a foul to give, yeah. yeah, give a little touch there. And and we might have been over the limit would have put him at the line. So um, I think the kid, but he made two or three. Is that what it was? Yeah, he, I think yeah, he made yeah. two or three. So um, which you know gave them a little bit of momentum, I guess, heading into the half. So that's never really ideal. Um, fortunately, we were able to come out of the half and, and kind of get control of the game a little bit, but we really played them 
pretty evenly, I guess, until it started. We started to kind of pull away again. Um, One thing I, I right out of the half that I did like, and and I'm pretty sure it was Brian Geisinger that I heard in the press conference bring it up. But first two plays of the second half, we ran the same play, the same the flare, flare screen. screen to to yeah. McCain. McCain yeah. got the three. Well, then Mitchell gets the roll yep. on the second one, and then we ran it a couple minutes later, and Mitchell got the dunk off of it. Yeah. Um, and that that's something I've been you know wanting us to do more of. I feel like like uh, Virginia with uh, Jerome and Guy used to kill with yeah, that. Dude. You know, used to yeah, kill dude. with that. So um, when you can use, you can have McCain. You have Proctor that can that can catch that and hit it. Um, Roach can do the same thing, and then you have Mitchell or Flip rolling off of that. You you got a lot of options there. Yeah, I heard that question, and the whole time I was thinking, no offense to people that ask questions in press conferences, but I was like, man, I'd like to just have a whole sit down with Brian and John and just yeah. like pick his brain on what we're doing and how we're like running stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, love that. So let's talk about the assist, though, because we run that play. We get yep. the off flip being the hub, right? Find McCain off the flare. Y'all starting to get concerned at all about our assist to turnover ratio. It's not bad still, um, but we had been maybe prior to the last week or so. I'd have to check what it is now. We're still top 10 in turnover percentage, but I think we were like two or three or four or something for like a while there. Um, assist numbers have kind of dropped. I, I thought we at times were playing a bit too like sporadic and too fast a little bit. Y'all concerned about that at all? Or do you just kind of chalk it up? It's like maybe guys are just trying to make a play, trying a little bit too hard. I mean, do you think we're running too much ISO stuff? Like, I don't I don't know anything to make of that. Or, or is that just you just chalk it up to maybe Notre Dame kind of forced us into playing that way? Well, that's part of it for sure. Because, you know, as we talked about in the preview, they got those crazy splits where they can't really score the ball, but they do play defense. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a bit of it. But... Uh, you know, just as I was talking about a second ago with that that one flare screen play, I mean, that, that got us three assists out of our, what, 13 right there. Huh. You know, to me, I felt like there was a lot of, I don't know how much ISO. I know, I know there was a lot of flip spin moves uh, where, you know, there's not a lot of a lot of passings going going on in that. Yeah, I think that's fair. Right, what do, what do you, you, think, you see anything different on that or you just kind of chalk it up to – that's kind of what Notre Dame does. I think the margin of victory last night is only only one team has beat them by more than yep. we did last night, I think. so. We also scored the most against them, uh, the second most against them that they've allowed in ACC play. Uh, uh, Miami scored 73. So, you know, we, we had, you know, theoretically the second best offense against them despite missing a bunch of free throws. Like, if we had made our free throws, this would have been, and we yeah. had made our usual amount of threes, this would have been, 81 82 point game yeah. um well there's a couple factors i could think of first of all notre dame is a, a pretty good defense like Shu mentioned and of course before that we played north carolina who at the time was the number four defense so you're playing two good defenses in a row you know they're not going to let you and actually north carolina is like highly ranked at not allowing assists on made yeah. baskets so they kind of force you into isos in some way um and then the other thing is we just haven't made our threes in the last few games. Yeah. So that'll contribute yeah. to it too, right? If you make yeah. two or three more threes, then you have 15, 16 assists. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because almost all the threes that we take are all right. passes, is, right? Yeah. Like exactly. they're, they're yeah. A lot of highly assisted. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I think uh, 90% of McCain's threes, uh, no, not, not McCain, sorry. 90% of Flip's threes are assisted. 80% of McCain's, like 80% of Roach's, like 100% of Mitchell's. That's not surprising though, but. Yeah. I'm surprised I feel like McCain likes to take a lot of uh yeah. Well, yeah, I guess the transition ones like the, the transition yeah. through still, still counts assisted. as an assisted yeah. though, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's yeah. usually passing not to him, it up two yeah. or three yeah. dribbles, boom, and I think that'll right. still count. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so. an another quick point on that. Um early in the game, it seemed like we were trying to get flip in the short roll, and I thought that Notre Dame really defended it well on like four straight possessions. What yeah. I saw that they were doing is they were collapsing two players on him very quickly so that he didn't have time to like assess and make a pass, but he also didn't have a lane to the basket. Yeah. You know, and that that first one, he basically traveled and they didn't call it and then it went out of bounds. So it was a turnover anyway. And then like the next couple, I don't remember what happened, but uh, 
he didn't get a good shot out of it. Yeah. Um, so I thought that, that had something to do with it too. I thought that they had a pretty good game plan. And I wonder, you know, just are we getting to that time in the year when our pet plays have been so well scouted that we kind of got to pivot a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we, we run the same stuff quite a lot. Right. And a lot, I mean, why not? It works at a high level for the most part. But yeah, you're right. I mean, they were very intentional about how they defended Flip, I thought. Um, they made his night very tough. And we're, let's, we'll, we'll talk about Flip. I think he deserves his own segment a little bit. But let's take a short break, and then we'll do some player spotlight stuff. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts all right, let's let's come back. Um, well, let's let's bring this segment back. I'm glad to see this back on the the outline here. Shouts to Shoe for that. So I'll go to you first here, Shoe. Who do you got as the player spotlight on uh, the Notre Dame game? Shrewsbury. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably my guy Jared McCain. Um, he's been on a tear lately. Conference play, you know, um, start of the season, those uh, non three point shots that he was taking wasn't you know, high success rate, but lately, mm-hmm. man, I mean, he's been killing it, using his body, coming through the lane like a, you know, a running back, shielding the ball. Yeah. Um, had that one that he hit left-handed, and and I think he stared Shrewsbury down. Flashes of Trevor Keels on that. Yeah, bit, right? yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, and look, and he plays hard on both ends. Now, we've talked about, you know, how people can shoot over the top of him, but he he's, you know, typically at least on top of him and not lost anywhere. You know, he's there. Um, just plays hard, been rebounding the ball too. So, uh, shout out to him. I think he's only had two single digit games in the last like 14 or 15. Um, yeah. and then, and then I think Raul has my, maybe the numbers that he's shooting two point percentage in conference play or lately at least. Well, I just split it into, um, I think they even talked about it on the broadcast. Corey Alexander might have mentioned that after his first eight games, he's played really well. So, if you look at his first eight, he was shooting 30% from two which is obviously horrific. Um, he was shooting well from three even then. But uh, in the 14 since then, he's been shooting 60% from two. And I think, you know, just even just looking to eye test, he's just been a lot stronger with the ball. He's shielding it really well. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I've noticed. Um, you know, the three-point percentage has dropped off a little bit in conference, but still just, uh, you know, great efficiency overall. The uh, the scoring's gone way up too, of course. Yeah. Um Never turns it over, basically, yeah, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I did only he only got two three pointers up in this game, which was you know maybe that's a, by design that Notre Dame was not going right. to let him get loose for eight or ten. I wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. If yeah. I was the coach, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So he's at sixteen points per game over its last fourteen games after starting the season being like more of like an eight point per game guy. So big difference. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, what was he? Was it one for two? Is that what he said? One for two from three? Yeah. 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 Tough night from, from three again. But I think Tyrese mm. and Jeremy both shot five, one of five. And, yeah. um, you know, that's that's tough. Tyrese has been really good in conference shooting the ball. So it's yeah. like maybe that can come back at some point. He's had two night, two games in a row where that hasn't been the case so much. Mm. But um, it's been 40% yeah. in conference. So, I mean, at some point you're hoping that's going to gonna keep He seems keep to ticking. be streaky in the sense of not streaky like – Back in, it's like he'll have like four good game, really good games in a row, and then he'll yeah. have like several bad games in a row. So I don't know what's up with that, but um, and then Roach, it's like how much is the injury stuff just bugging him? It looks like was, a few times there he was kind of like limping a little or kind of favoring it a little bit there. Um, because that was one of his easily one of his two or three worst games of the year, you know, not that I he played good defense and stuff, he wasn't like he wasn't taking bad shots either. Just I mean, he goes three of 10, I think. Yeah, yeah, and we've talked about this too, right? Jeremy kind of like has like a pulse on things yeah. of like if the game starts to kind of become like okay, I can just become a game manager. I can kind of take a back seat a little bit, not like taking plays off, but like I don't need to hunt my shots. I'm not. I don't have to be as aggressive. Um, things are kind of rolling. 
we've seen when it when it matters when it gets a little tight especially in the second half he can take over a game if he needs to so especially like the um, more important bigger games the know? bigger games yeah where some of our other guys haven't quite shown that they can do that and uh at that level yet so all right all right shouts to shouts to jared roll who are you taking um yeah i guess i'll uh, we mentioned him a bit earlier but uh i'll take sean stewart I thought it was nice to see him get in early. Um, and then, of course, we've already talked about the the fantastic lob. I just thought, you know, he, he still, like, he still tends to overthink, I think, and he maybe moves a little bit fast. Like, there was that one roll he caught in the lane where he traveled, and that's because mm. he, like, picks up his dribble and he doesn't want to make a mistake. And I think, like, it would be better to just go up and just try to, like, hammer it, even if you get a charge or something. That's better to me than just like picking up the ball and traveling because you're like overthinking. Um, yeah. So there were some like a few negative moments, but I thought he was like very active on defense. And I really liked what we were doing with him defensively. Like he's definitely much more of a switch and recover big than he is like a drop big. Yeah. And so when he's out there, we can play more aggressive defensively. And I liked bringing in Blakes and him together. Because um, yeah. you have him, Blakes, and Mitchell out there. The offense can get a little bit dicey, but uh, we had that one uh, really nice trap in the corner with uh, Blakes and Foster. And then, of course, uh, we blew the layup and then blew the dunk. But I thought that was a lineup that could really had a lot of athleticism and could really like pressure. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of the proper use of Stewart. Like, if we're going to have him out there, he should be hedging yeah. way out Hilter and then skilled back. Defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And two, it's like, it's weird that I feel like we've probably only attempted like five or six lobs all year and probably four of them are to Sean, right? Like he's the only guy that's really able to kind yeah. of put that level of rim pressure up there. And we missed that from last year, right? You know, yeah, like, we're doing it all the time. Kind of, I mean, even like, even like non-intentional lobs and we were just kind of putting it up off the glass yeah. and just lively go figure that out right like, it's, go it's do such something. a release valve you know it's like know. having that on the back line there mm -hmm. yeah yeah shouts, shouts to Sean. that was nice to see him and get that too. especially three steals two yeah. three steals a block only one turnover um five rebounds 11 minutes that's yeah so we need so we need 11 11 is the most he's played in a while um and that was also uh not to make this about the whole bench but that was also our first blakes and power sighting in um quite some time right yeah. Blake's hadn't played in the last three i think or maybe mm -hmm. four three yeah um and power i don't even know how long it's been <laughs> that's been a it's been a little bit of a we, we mentioned this offline but power's got to get shots up if he's going to be in the game yeah and we got to run some stuff across the board gotta, zeros <laughs> yeah i, I mean it, not, it, nothing else you got to give him kind of like the andre dawkins treatment a little bit of like right. come into the game we're going to run some stuff like a this designed to get you two or three quick looks from three. If you make two of them, we'll run some more for you, right? If not, <laughs> yeah. see you next week. You know? <laughs> like, that's kind of the Dawkins treatment there. Um, where he could have like 20 and a half and then just like not even play hardly the second half or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll round it out here. Um, I'm gonna take Mark. I thought Mark was great. I thought he was great on both ends. Um, I thought he was really good defensively. I think I mean, he's done. He's not getting a lot of shots recently. I was hoping that he'd be more aggressive in the Carolina game, but he's finishing like at an incredible rate at the rim right now. Um, you mentioned some of the offensive rebound. I thought the like most impressive one where he it looked like the ball was like out of bounds or going out of bounds. But he just corrals it and then just goes right back up yep. through traffic, finishes it. That was impressive. Um, has the cut where he had that dunk. I thought he was pretty decisive. Like trying to drive and get to the rim, drawing fouls. He's really good at being able to pick up fouls. Now, he did miss randomly four, like four, three throws, four yeah. straight or something or three yeah. straight, which is just not who he is, um, you know, despite the the three-point percentage. His free throw rate has actually been really good. His free throw percentage has actually been really good. So, um, yeah, I, I just – I think he was – I thought he was our best player on both ends. I think he can play in any lineup. Um, if you look – if you kind of dig into some of his stuff – like his efficiency right now is off the charts, even with the threes not still being there. Um, he's third in conference and offensive rating at this point, yeah. right? Like I maybe hot take, maybe a little bit reactionary here because we're going to talk about flipping just a second. But um, if I'm running stuff through the post or if I'm like posting someone up, I want it to be Mark at this point. Like he's crafty. He can finish with either hand. Um, 
that that ability to use that left hand the way that he does some of it looks unorthodox like two of those layups he made look like how did that go but it went and he's consistently getting them to go so it's not just like fluky in my opinion um yeah i, I thought he's been great man despite especially when you factor in he's four of 29 from three yeah, yeah <laughs> to, to have, stick with it right to just stick with it and to keep doing the things that you do well now granted he's a 30 percent free throw sh- or three-point shooter in conference he's only yeah. attempted 10 but right he's made three you know i'll um, take that at this point <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean um yeah so I, I just wanted to kind of highlight him a little bit i thought he's been rock steady for us um thought he's been super solid um doesn't get talked about a whole lot you know but just maybe that's his personality a little bit but um another strong outing for mark 10, 10 rebounds too yeah, yeah exactly i was just gonna say that um and speaking of the post-ups i think we ran a couple like set plays for him um there was one stretch where we just weren't scoring and we had a timeout and we ran a play for him to get a post-up out of the timeout um he got on the right block and he like made a bunch of like really nice kind of like pivot moves and that might be one of the ones where you're talking about where he banked it off the glass and it did not look yeah. like it was going to go in but then just kind of he has a soft uh like i feel like if he shoots with one hand it's like actually a soft shot yeah it's when he's shooting yeah. from the three-point line with two hands that it's not yeah there's just no room for error on that no. shot um you know but yeah shout out to mark four offensive rebounds too you might have mentioned that but 10 overall no turnovers and double double against Notre dame up there too didn't he that was, yeah. was like he had a big game 23 yeah. i think 23 in that game yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he went on a tear there for a while. So and he's been the MVP in what one, two, three, four of our conference games. So and he yeah. seems to always just be be steady. He plays a lot of minutes. He can play with any lineup. Um Yeah. I, I might have talked about uh Evanmia.com has like him being in most of our best lineups. And like even if you start running two man and three man combinations, he's in like he's in all of them. Yeah. Yeah, and then double figures in every game that he's played in since the injury outside of the the Clemson game or the Virginia Tech game, which was yeah, totally. just we went off and everyone was was and he randomly had six turnovers that game, which is just like yeah. absurd. He hasn't had any turnovers in any of the other games since his energy or since the injury, but he had six against Virginia Tech. So I, I think you kind of you just overlook that a little bit. Um, he might have like eight total turnovers combined across all yeah. the other games he's played in or something great. well he so. doesn't try to dribble that often um so that yeah. probably helps but uh yeah uh you know in that stewart lineup i mentioned with him and proctor and foster and blakes and all that uh he was actually guarding the center in that lineup and i know notre dame's small but i'm like wondering if we could do that a bit more when uh when yeah. flips out of the game so we don't have to rely on young if the matchup isn't good yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, well, for a second time, fellas, let, let's talk briefly here just about flip. Um, th- there's been a lot of talk about body language, about frustration, about um, just the the strong face, right? The maybe not so strong face at times. Um, or, well, you mentioned this offline, and I think this is a, an interesting point. Y'all think flips hurt? Things banged up? Yeah, I mean, it's just pure speculation on my part. So... You know, I, I could easily be wrong. I was just watching the way he was moving last night. And for some reason, uh, you know, so a friend of mine had noticed the same thing independently of me, um, which makes me think there might be some validity to it. Uh, just watching him go back up and down the court, it's like he just wasn't moving at all, really. Like it mm-hmm. was almost like he was in pain or something uh, or just super tired for whatever reason. Um so that's that's kind of what I noticed. Also, he has no confidence in his shot right now. Yeah. And maybe that's a mental thing, but maybe it's also like a question of lift. Like if his, you know, hip is hurting again or if his foot or something, you know, again, it's just kind of trying to give him some benefit of the doubt and not assume he's just like pouting or, you know, being lazy or something. Because I really don't think it's that. He's always played hard. Well, and again, it's like that idea of if you if something is wrong physically and it starts to linger, it becomes a psychological mental thing. Like I've dealt with that too. Like you get an injury and it's like, you wake up in the morning or you go to do something and you're just like, Oh, can I do this? Right. Like, can I, and then your body starts to work around it and compensate for it. And if you're talking about shooting mechanics or lift or anything like that, you cannot afford any, like trying to work around any compensation because then it just completely throws off what you do 
basketball is all about repetition, right? Free throws, repetition, threes, repetition. If you start to do something differently, it's one we haven't tried to fix Martin shot in the middle of the season, right? Like you just mm-hmm. can't really do it. Um, it makes sense. It makes sense. Shoot, shoot. You, you yeah, I mean, look, we talked about giving the pass on that or well, we, no, we, we talked about it preseason. Like, you know, he's going to move over to the five and he took a beating last year. Things are attacking him constantly too. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, and that's, that's the thing is like the last couple of games, like that people they're going after him flip, you know, they're trying to get him in foul trouble. They're trying to play him physically. Um, So I can see that taking its toll on him for sure. Definitely. Something's there, right? I think I posted on Twitter. If it's not an injury, it's like, this is a dude where like he's from New York, right? Like, like take this dude to Rucker Park or wherever and like let him go on the playground, let him just play. Like, remember what it's like to have fun playing this, right? Like it yeah. almost is similar to kind of not that it, it is, but how Grayson got for a yeah. little while there after yeah. everything. Yeah. And it's like, man, this kid needs to just have fun playing again. Just remember what it's like to just run the floor and see that shot go in and just enjoy what you're doing. He doesn't look like a guy that's having fun. Well, it could like be a lot of pressure on himself. I think you yeah, know John's sure, hinted at like sure, he's sure he's is. hard he's hard on himself. Um, and look, what did what did Flip average last year? Fifteen or sixteen points? Was, was yeah, that a byproduct like of you know the the team that was around him at that time last year? Maybe you know having lively in in the paint afforded Flip to to kind of not get scouted the way he does now, and maybe was supposed to, should have maybe averaged twelve points, and we. We shouldn't be looking, projecting so far ahead for this year, and he wouldn't have these expectations. But problem is, we we do have these expectations, and he does too. Yeah, and and that's the thing, right? Like he he has them too. I mean, his numbers across the board are up from last yeah. year, yeah. right? Just like all of them are up. Um, He's just having a really rough stretch, is what it amounts to. And so yeah. I was just kind of like looking around for explanations. I was watching him closely um, because. I, I wasn't able to watch live last night, so I was just able to go through very slowly, knowing we won the game without any emotions, and I was paying attention to little things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, just look, pulling up his last five games, I don't want to rub, like, salt in the wound, but uh, and this is, mind you, this is with, with a good Carolina game where he was great offensively. Uh, yeah. 42% from the field, 12% from three, 54% from the line and only 14 points per game still mm-hmm. rebounding. Okay. With eight rebounds. Um, but, oh, and 4.2 fouls a game too. So that's been a trend all year, even when he was playing better. So, uh, negative assist to turnover ratio too. So, yeah. Two of 17 from three in those five, right? I think yeah. that's what it is after going like he had that crazy tear yeah, where he was four, four, right? four, five, and then three of six. So he's shooting like 85% for a three game stretch. And then he's basically right shooting Martin Mitchell stats yeah. after that. Like, I just felt like the mechanics looked much more fluid at that point in time when he was shooting well. Um, you just, there's just something just awkward right now you know and whether it's it's just like hesitation self-doubt or whether it's uh injury i don't know he's yeah. still taking them from that left wing right that's that was a spot that during that stretch was like either top of the key or left wing where he was it, making it's just something's off but there's either just yeah. a psychological or not he doesn't trust it um yeah. or now he's like just, now he's just passing them up a little bit you know so yeah. like Two examples from the game yesterday was like he caught at the top of the key wide open and then tried to drive and he ended up getting fouled. But if he hadn't gotten fouled, that drive wasn't going anywhere. There were like three people in the paint. Um, And then the other is like the first play of the game where he uh, lost the ball out of bounds. When he caught it, he was completely open from like 12 feet. And I'm like, I know Flip can make that shot. We've seen him make a bunch of turnaround jumpers. Uh, yeah. But yeah, just no thought of even taking it. Yeah. And I'm going to give him a little bit of credit here. I'm not, and then we're going to kind of move on. Um, you know, Flip has only played less than 20 minutes once this year. And that was a November game against Bucknell where he played 16. And if you want to take a little bit of Golliverism here and utilize the greatest ability as availability, the guy's always available, even when he's bad, right? He's out there, he's fighting. Um, it's kind of why I was such an RJ stand at times because it's like, dude, I know he's showing up, 
right? Now, he might be 2 of 15 tonight, but the dude's going to show up and he's going to play and he's going to do what he's supposed to do, which is get shots up. Um, now, you could argue that maybe that shouldn't have been his role. Well, that's fair, but he didn't set the roles, right? Like So it's like that's what he's been empowered to do. That's what he's going to do. He's going to show up every night. He's going to play. Um, he's going to be available. You don't have to worry about that. He's going to take a hard fall. He's going to get up and play. And so I'll give a lot, flip a lot of credit for that. Um, it's a long season. You're playing the five. That takes some some bruising to do that. And you're asked to do a lot on offense as well. I mean, we just all gave Art or Proctor a pass from having to guard RJ for a single game in his offense. Flip might deserve a little bit of that same treatment too. You know, um, he's probably not going to get it just for all the yeah. other factors mentioned. But um, and I thought I thought his defense was still good in this game. I Me guess too. he fouled, but his rotations and stuff were on point. Still had a lot of offensive rebounds. Still was passing the ball pretty well. Um, it's just the shot there, and that could be a yeah. function of just being tired, um, maybe needing a game off or something. I, I don't know. We just can't afford to give him one. So, <laughs> no. you know, that, I mean, that's just the way it the is. offense without him out there, right? It was yeah, not, or the defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or the defense at times. Now, last night it was okay, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, for the most part. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll table flip from now. I think it's just maybe a little bit of a slump. It wouldn't surprise me for him to kind of pick things back up. I mean, um, like to get him rolling by mid-February, going into March, getting back kind of confident. John mentioned that, that I got to help him, right? We got to put ourselves in better positions to help him out. Got to get that guy going, man. Um, let's talk about BC right quick, fellas, and then let's let's get out of here. We haven't played BC yet, so I think it's at least worthy of talking about them. Um, you know, they're not... They're not your like last several year kind of like just complete bottom feeders. You know, they're a top 100 Ken Palm team. Um, they're 13 and nine overall. They've been scrappy in, in conference. They won at Georgia Tech, something that we couldn't do, something that Carolina couldn't do. Um, they played Wake Forest pretty close. You know, they've they they were with North Carolina for a little while there, and then Carolina kind of took it away. Um, they swept Notre Dame. They beat Syracuse. They lost by one at home uh, the other night to Florida State. So. They can be competitive. Uh, it's going to almost be like the inverse a little bit of the Notre Dame game, where BC doesn't really defend, but they can actually score if you're not if you're not defending. Um, so maybe that's yeah. something to consider here. Uh, Ken Palm projects at eighty two sixty nine win. Uh, we just talked about flip roll. I think maybe we should talk about this post flip matchup. How concerned are you with that, or what should we maybe be looking for in that matchup? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a tough matchup. If you guys remember last year, I think uh, Post had 16 and 6 against us, and that was a tough game that we won by maybe one point at BC. Um, and Post actually had the the go-ahead basket in that game that would have won it for them if we didn't kind of pull it out the end there. I forget how, exactly how that game went. I think Mark I think had, Mark Mitchell got like a block late, yeah. late, right, to seal it or something. Yeah, exactly. Um so, yeah, and then maybe there were some free throws at the end or something. You know, there's usually a controversy when we win a close game, right? <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> Always a controversy somehow. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so Post, um, he's kind of more of a finesse big. Um, so a really good shooter for a big man, 43% from three, 80% from the line. Uh, you know, shoots well from two as well. Just an effective player overall. But not like, you know, a super physical guy, but... The reason it's an interesting matchup is because of his ability to kind of be outside of the paint and mm -hmm. what that could do to our defense depending on how flip plays and whether we have to bring in ryan so yeah. that would be my biggest concern there like uh you know flip i think can guard the perimeter fine i think he'll handle post okay but if uh Post is dragging him out, then there's nobody. We don't have a second rim protector. You know what I right. mean? Right. And so, so if they start backdooring yeah. or if they start doing, yeah. you know, letting their guards drive, there's no one there to really contest. Yeah, that's um, where Mitchell has to really yeah. be on point as well. Yeah. Um, but then if if Lip gets like three or four fouls, then it's like then I think you have to put Mitchell on Post maybe. And even though Post could maybe shoot over the top of him because he's seven feet tall, I think that's better than putting Ryan on him. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of matchups here. I think, you know, I really would like to have Mark kind of peg one of those six, seven, six, six forwards they got, like the Prince of League Bay guy is a guy who's not not a killer, but he's he strikes me as someone that like you gotta kinda keep him in check, right? The McLaughlin kid too is another guy. They're both sophomores. 
Um, yeah, I think post is the is the key, right? That he's a what fifth year senior, seven foot, two thirty five. Yeah. Like he's a beast. He's a big dude. Um, and I'm hoping that he's going to play soft and just want to kind of hang on the perimeter. And if he wants to get threes up, I mean, he can. He's a forty three percent three point shooter, but he doesn't take a ton. I mean, he takes a decent amount, but not a ton. Um, yeah, that, that's a big matchup there. Shoot, what are you what are you making of that? You taking flip in that matchup? Is this a bounce get right game for flip, or are you a little concerned? No, I think it's flips. He's due for a good one here. Um, you know, we the, the schedule is not getting any easier. So, uh, you know, like you said, I'd, I'd like to get flip start to to roll in here in the next couple of games because what after this one we got wake and then we start a couple road games right well i know yeah, we three got, on the road after we play yeah, yeah wake at home yeah, and, wake three twice on the road. and yep. then in the next couple of weeks so um yeah i'd like to see flip get right you know see see a shot go in because you know post is going to do the exact same thing that flip's been trying to do to people drag the big guy out and and, and hit a couple threes that's where the advantage is yeah. Um, and I'd like to try to run them off the three point line if we can, right? They shoot 36% as a team. Um, I think that's a big key to this game or something that I'd like to really consider is who's going to win that three point battle. We've kind of hit a little bit of a, a wall there the last two games. Um, well, to our level of playing, right? Like we've been almost close to 40%. So, like, we haven't been that these last two. Uh, definitely don't want to let them start to, that's the equalizer. Right. Yep. If you let yep. them get up and they, they're 10 of 21 from three, we're going to have probably a problem there. Um, so need to need to get out, contest, run them off that line. Uh, yeah, I so wonder we'll if we can do could be a game for the bench again, maybe. Um, I'd like to see like, Stuart play yeah, a, a big role in this one, too. Just because I feel like if we are trying to run them off the line, I feel like guys like Blakes and Stewart mm -hmm. are equipped to do that. Mm, yeah um and i'd like for us to get up a lot of threes too and try because that's yeah. one that's one area where they've been a little susceptible of like you know you can you can get out some shots over there um so you know i i guess just for the sake of keeping this somewhat contained here you, you take in the spread here i mean kim palm's got an 82 69 um how, how you feel about that Rula? i'll go with you on that one you taking that cover yeah, I'm actually feeling pretty good for some reason. Um, I just feel like Shire's comments about like trying to help flip out and stuff. Usually when you hear stuff like that, then there's like this process over like three days where he's like really working with flip and they're mm -hmm. implementing some new plays and stuff like that. I think we could see that pay off. Um, and then I just feel like, you know, based on I, I know it's just based on the last game, but like. Um, I just I just feel like we're in a fairly good place mentally as a team. It seems like even despite the Carolina loss. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I'm going to take us to win by 15, 16. Okay. Okay. I can take it. Or, or uh, shoot, would that track with you? Or yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's going to be like a thirty point win, our biggest win of the season or anything. Was so the Ken Palm spreads what seventeen or eighteen? Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, thirteen. Yeah, I could see us getting getting by with fifteen. Okay, all right. So not not super bullish on the matchup, but feeling like we're gonna cover. Yeah, that's about where I'm at. Um, thirteen seems right. Like eighty two sixty nine seems like a viable score there. Um, I, I think we might be able to hold them a little under that. We'll see. I don't know if the pace is gonna be quite that to be able to get eighty two sixty nine. Um, just the tempo. They don't play particularly fast and we definitely don't play particularly fast we're both kind of middle of the pack there um i think we're 167 they're 186 so we're it's going to kind of be that, that type of game so possessions might limit that a little bit um yeah I, I'm, I'm not going to predict a loss here at home i'm feeling pretty decent about it i will say that what i'm hoping part of helping flip is is changing kind of how he defends and how we defend because that one foul, like he can't jump and get it, but it's like, man, Roach, you got to stay in front of that guy, man. Like you can't, we can't just keep letting guards kind of beat us um, because Flip's not quite that guy, right? Yeah. Like now his block percentage is great, but it's not where he needs to really having to be recovering and covering yeah. up mistakes. Yeah. That's not the type of good defender that he is. He's a good defender, but that's not really like his strength. Like that's a lively strength, right? That's like Cooper flag strength. Those, yeah. those are good help side, weak side defenders. Um, 
flips great one-on-one. He's great. Like he can do those things. That's where the fouls tend to start to pick up a little bit. Um, so maybe, maybe we can help him out there a little bit, keep him in the game, but yeah, I'll take us to cover as well. Um, I'll say Duke by about 14 or 15. I think that sounds, sounds about right. We haven't really been able to just, I mean, we just talked about it, right? I keep getting this huge separation. So I don't know if that's something that just happens overnight, but it would be nice to see us play well because Wake Forest is going to be one of the better teams that we put. I mean, outside of Carolina, they'd be the best team that we've played in a month and a half since Baylor. Yeah, we don't have an easy, easy in quotes, right? Because I don't want to take anything for granted, but we don't have like an easy game again until Louisville. Louisville, yeah. 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 Everything that, else is like top 60, top 70, something like that. Yeah. 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 We get Louisville at home, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one should be. We should be all right, but yeah, we you never know with this team. They're so Jekyll and Hyde that it's like nothing would surprise me. Like it would not surprise me if we struggled against BC and won by like four. It would not surprise me if we won by 30. Like, but actually 30 would be more surprising because of the inability to kind of just like put teams away. Separate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Need to take care of business. Hopefully they will feel good about it. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but um let's get let's get out of here um we've ran long already again (laughs) right we're notorious about doing (laughs) that here um again we we appreciate everyone rate review subscribe um you can find us in all the usual and sometimes the unusual places you can find us on the boards at thedevilston.com you can find us on x slash twitter at devilstonpod 247 you can email us at thedevilstonpod at gmail.com um i don't think i missed anything else there right so keep the faces strong in the river high good